0: Welcome to the Prism of Torah Podcast Archive, with your host, Rabbi Asaf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devah called, Parshas Emor, Maximizing Enjoyment in This World. Shalom to everyone, this week's Parsha, Parshas
1: Emor, HaKadosh commands us to count for ourselves from the day after Pesach until... Which is also the day of the sacrifice of the Omer, Omer We have to count seven weeks, seven full weeks, until we reach Shavuos towards Matan Torah. The question is the following: If we look closely in the Midrashim on this idea of the Omer that, that we we count Sefirah Omer, then we know that there's a mitzvah of bringing the sacrifice of the Omer, which is from the first wheat. And it's a, it's a type of sacrifice made of barley, which isn't even food for, for people, for men, it's more for animals. But the first of the tvu'ah, of the grains, that's the sacrifice we give a kodesh And if you look closely in the midrashim, it's very interesting to see that there's a very tight correlation between this offering and the man that Hashem gave us in the midbar, in the desert. And if you look carefully in Vayikra Raba and also in midrash Tanchuma, both Explain that Akadish Borhu says, tells Moshe, Go tell Pneiso, just like I gave you, I will give you, or I gave you the man in the desert, so too, I want you to give me the sacrifice of the omer. And we know that omer is actually an amount. The amount Hashem gave us of the man during the desert, when we're in the desert, was an amount of omer per person. And so too, we're giving an oimer, an amount of an oimer, we sacrifice a communal sacrifice to HaKadosh That also needs explanation, by the way, why it's called, by, why the name of the sacrifice is based on the amount we give. That's not the what it's, it's essence, it's just the amount we give. And perhaps we'll be able to answer that as well. So it seems like HaKadosh Bochum is telling Moshe, and he also says in the other midrash, that there's a tight correlation and it seems like it's one for one. What is this comparison between the sacrifice of the Oymah that we give HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the man that fell in the desert? To answer these questions, I want to raise two contradictions that I think, through alleviating those contradictions, we'll be able to get to the master key of answering the other questions. It seems to be a very blatant contradiction about the man that we just discussed. Because on the one hand, we know that the man was something that was unbelievable, something that the digestive system, there's nothing to, 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 to take out of the body. It was a perfect fit to nurture our physical needs. And and uh, it says in the Midrash, there was food that even Malachi Ashalif the angel enjoyed. And we all know the famous Midrashim, that anything you thought of that you liked, the man tasted like that thing. So how can it be that Pnei Israel reached the stage when they said, we can't take this anymore? katza which means we were disgusted already by this food, by the man. But the man was amazing. Even the angels loved it. It tastes like anything you wanted. How can they have hated it? A similar contradiction can be found in reference to learning Torah. On the one hand, we know that David the Melech in Tehilim explains that Torah. Is something a person will enjoy more than gold and silver and and precious stones? mi <speaking in Hebrew> and sweeter than honey <speaking in Hebrew> etc. So how can it be that the midrash Tanchuma in Parashas Noach says that Hakadosh Baruch had to have a brief, a covenant with Am Yisrael for the Torah because it's very difficult to learn. And it's going to be very really a lot of tzar and pain, and etc. etc. Only someone that reaches a high level will be able to really connect, etc. etc. It seems like <laughs> learning Torah is not is quite the contrary, the opposite of precious stones and and, and gold and uh, sweeter than honey. What's going on? To answer this, perhaps the master key to answer all these questions is based on something that was a chiddush to me. I was not aware of this. Malbim. But through this Malbim, I think we can answer all the questions and get to a very important concept of our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch The Malbim and Pashas, Bamid Bal Yudalif Dalet says that the whole idea that the man tasted based on what you wanted it to taste like, that was only for people that reached a, a high level, i.e. people that worked on themselves in this world. And by doing so, their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch and their love towards HaKadosh Baruch was very special. And by doing so, they were compatible to be able to enjoy the spiritual side of what HaKadosh Baruch gives us, the spiritual dimension. They became compatible and and could maximize their enjoyment from HaKadosh Baruch which is like, in short, a clique They were a vessel to be able to receive from HaKadosh Baruch anything that has a spiritual dimension. And so, we can answer all these two contradictions very easily. Because the man, although it was something that was physical and nurtured us perfectly but even though it nurtures us perfectly, a person can get sick of a certain food item but if you are able to tap into the spiritual dimension and be compatible with it and enjoy it, that's something that's a person can, that's an unbelievable feeling, whoever has achieved such a feeling, and that's why it's comparable to, to the, even the angels loved it, and that's exactly the people that reached that level were able to tap into that Now, it's not such a big chiddish because we know there are midrashim out there that say that the man acted differently depending on what level you reached. It's not necessarily what level you reached but how much you worked on yourself because Hashem doesn't doesn't, uh, test us based on where we reached but based on how much effort we put into something and how much we progressed from our initial starting point. In any case... We know that a person, the bigger tzaddik he, he is, the less he has to walk away from his doorstep to reach the man. So we see this idea as well. Same too can be said about Torah. If you look at Torah just as another wisdom, it's true. Learning Gemara and, and getting to the bottom line of the halacha and comparing it with different Mishnayas, it can bear, can can bog one down and it's very difficult and it is painful and it's not easy. And it's not and sometimes you feel like it was written in a way that's uh, on purpose made it a bit harder. So it can be very difficult. And that's why on the one hand we see that Hashem m- needed to make that covenant about Torah Shebal Peh because it was very difficult for people. It could be Chay Itzar. On the other hand, a person that's able to tap into this spiritual dimension of Torah, he suddenly gets such a burst of appreciation and, and uh is comparable with the spiritual dimension of Torah that it's an unbelievable feeling, and that's why you see people that are able to totally, totally connect to Torah, and it's, and they don't even care about anything else. Of course, they care about the mitzvahs that they learn from the Torah, that they have to go ahead and and uh, perform them. As, uh, but it's all part of one package that they can tap into the spiritual dimension of things. What I was hinting to earlier is that. How do you reach this special connection with HaKadosh Bohu, And how do you work on yourself to be able to tap into the spiritual dimension of things and be a vessel for it? That's through working on your relationship with HaKadosh Bohu. There are many books out there. I'm actually in the midst of learning one. Bilvavi um, Mishkan. I don't remember exactly the name now, but it's unbelievable how he explains that there are psukim that say how our relationship with HaKadosh Bohu should be very close. But we should always be aware of it. He says a person can be very close to someone, i.e. his neighbor, and not realize that he's a family member. And, and and not think about that he's close to him. And there's three types of being close to someone. Someone that's close physically, and someone that's close because he's a friend, a good friend, or someone that's close because he's a neighbor. HaKadosh buchu Hu in Psukim shows that it's all of that. If we're always aware of that, then we'll have a different relationship with HaKadosh Buhu. But that is what life should be all about. That we're always aware about our unique relationship with HaKadosh Buhu and how much we love Him. If a person comes from that perspective to things, he'll be able to reach the special level and be a klitibu and uh, a vessel to appreciate and to enjoy the spiritual dimension of the presence HaKadosh Buhu gives us. Now what in the world does this have to do with the Kobana Oymel, the sacrifice of Oymel? Because on purpose, HaKadosh Bukhu gave us the sacrifice right after Pesach. Pesach is also referred to Chag Havata Hashem, that we love HaKadosh Bukhu. He did all the makkas to save us as a nation, to take out, us out of Mitzrayim. And now we want to reciprocate, to show HaKadosh Bukhu how much we love Him. And HaKadosh Bukhu tells us, it's not the amount you give me. It's not the amount. That's why I don't care about how much. Give me oil oy-mel. oymel is a very small amount. And that's why that amount over here is intrinsic to the koban Because HaKadosh Bukhu, there's psukim that say that a person prefers grass that, from someone he loves as opposed to from amazing meat from someone he despises. So, so to hear, Hashem is saying, just give me the grass that I love. Show me that you love me. And that's why it is inherent. And it's so important that this sacrifice will be brought on time because the idea that you bring someone on time, something shows how much you love him. First thing, straight away, the first week that comes out, you bring it to HaKadosh B'luchu. that shows how much you love him. And that is exactly the concept Hashem is teaching us. I want to have a relationship with you that you love me. And that's what we should work on because the person that reaches that level, it changes, the whole ballgame is totally different. Everything, it totally brings out a dimension and all our avoid Hashem and brings it to a totally different level. Unfortunately, the schools and haters in the generation we live in, they're, they so emphasize on getting results, achieving results, and ensuring the kids know how to learn. But it—but a lot of them miss out on the most important thing, which is to ensure the kid would love to learn. Why? And that can only come if they invest in letting them and ensuring and ingraining in them how much they should appreciate their love with the Baruch Hu, and how much Hashem does for us how much Hashem loves us and is close to us, etc. This concept is actually hinted in the Midrash I quoted at the beginning in Midrash Tenchumai because it says even though Torah is very difficult and it could be a painful life if you don't reach the following level if he, A person that will out of his own self push himself to learn and reach high levels is only a person with all his heart and all his money, and all and all his life loves a kadosh Based on this, we can also understand the Sefer Al-Khinuch, what he says about tefillah He explains how much we count towards the Torah. But the question is, if it's all about counting towards the Torah, what does it have to do that the counting should start? from bringing the sacrifice of the Omer. It says, Just say, from the Macharat of the Pesach, the day after Pesach. But the answer is no. It's intrinsic that our relationship with Torah, or counting down, counting up towards Shavuos, it's intrinsic that we know that the concept of having a good relationship with Torah and loving it and going beyond and, and appreciating and loving Torah is through working on their relationship to Lava the And perhaps that's what we should be working on during these days, as we count toward Shavuos. I'll end up with a very short story. Once there was a, an Avrech, a person that dedicated his life for learning. And, I mean, he was a bachor. He wanted to get married, so he went on a shirv date. And there's this girl that everything fit the bill perfectly. But of course, he wouldn't make a final decision without consulting with his rav. So he went to his rav and he said, this woman's unbelievable... I'm really compatible with her, I think. She's so nice, and she cares about Torah. She cares about Torah, that she told me that she is willing to sacrifice everything that I'll be able to learn a full day, and and we should live a life of Torah. So the Rav stopped him right then, right there and then, and he said, if that's her attitude, forget about it. It's not going to work. Don't get married to this woman. And he explained why, but Rabbi, she's willing to do everything for the Torah. He goes, that's exactly the problem. If she feels that she needs to sacrifice something, then she's not, she's not holding where you're holding. The fact that she's saying, I need, I, I'm willing to sacrifice, it's not a sacrifice. This is exactly, if you love HaKadosh Buchu, th- this is it. It's not you're sacrificing something for it. This is it. This is what life is all about. Yerat we will be able to implement and live our lives with a special connection of Ahava HaKadosh Buchu and Te Klal through that will be able to also bring it over to the, to the next generation and bring Mashiach
0: amin. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Drobah Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. prismoftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismoftorah.com this podcast was produced for free by Eli Podcast Production. The names Leib Yakov Alexander Ben Mordechai Doliv, and Isaac Ben Moshe.